Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to the MLS UK show. Yes, we are back after a long paternity leave for my co-host, Elliot Holman. Elliot... You're a father now. How are you doing? Uh, well, I'll tell you how I'm doing. On Saturday night, I got home from work and I went upstairs. I picked up my daughter and I carried her downstairs and we watched back-to-back MLS games and it was fantastic. So she's already been uh, she's already been sort of initiated. She's in the club. She's in the squad. And uh, I'm very, very happy about it. It's just the the best. Like my two fave things together is great. <laughs> and Orlando won, so she's clearly a good luck charm. So uh, put your money on uh, aside from Florida winning MLS Cup. And I don't mean Miami. It's definitely Orlando. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get on to Miami. I think there's a lot, a lot to discuss there. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm Henry Hewitt, uh, not a father yet, that'll come in October, ironically when it is MLS Cup, so we'll be taking a break. We took a break when Messi uh, started his MLS career and we're taking a break at MLS Cup. We really know how to choose uh, when we uh, are going to become fathers, but I'll be looking forward to in 2024 uh, with my son watching uh, MLS. So uh, we'll have to have watch parties, we've said this before, but we'll have watch parties, uh, just me and you on FaceTime watching MLS. Yeah, I mean, what a podcast this is, really. Um, Messi joins the league, the, the the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Um, League's Cup starts for the first time, and we're just not there. And then uh, MLS Cup, where Messi could lead Miami to glory, which, yeah, which won't be a really good, really great podcast. I highly recommend. <laughs> Uh, well, let's get back into the swing of things then. And as you said, Messi is in MLS. He's had his first game. Uh, of course, we had a month of Messi in League's Cup, which into Miami won, uh, which I feel that from probably after that first game seemed inevitable. Um, I mean, did you, obviously you've been very busy. Did you watch much of a League's Cup? Did you see much of Messi in that? Honestly, no. I, 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 I just, I, there's no point lying about it. I didn't. Um, obviously, I'm across it. I know what happened. Uh, saw loads of highlights, um, but I, I just wasn't watching it. I had literally like a newborn, um, and uh, it, it, to be honest, like my my passion was always going to be for the regular season. So it, it came at like quite a good time. Um, although I was intrigued by by League's Cup, of course. Um, so yeah, it was it was interesting watching from afar. I I have I feel like League's Cup's good, and I I like 
I'm looking forward to next year to like to enjoying it a bit more. Um, but Messi, I'm I'm so so torn. I just I think this is going to be a really 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 unpopular opinion. I, like he's he's my favorite player of all time. He's the greatest ever to do it. Um, you know we've talked about this before. I, like I was at the 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 camp new when he made his debut for Barcelona. Like he's my uh, my hero. And I am absolutely hating him being in MLS. I it's it's so stupid. Like I hear it coming out of my mouth. I'm so sorry. Like it is actually ridiculous. Like what? <laughs> how how have Miami got all these players all of a sudden? Like even without my Orlando cap on. How, like what are we gonna do about this? Because it's just it the like there's absolutely zero balance here. Like. Who's next? Is it Portland? Do we give Portland? We all chip into Portland to get them some players. Like, what is going to happen next? It's just, it's mad, isn't it? And watching it from afar was just crazy because this league that we love so much and we have so much passion for, making all the headlines, but just because of Messi doing a Marvel celebration to David Beckham, I'm just like, oh god. Um, I just had to get it off my chest. I'm sorry. It's unpopular opinion, I know. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I get your point. And to be honest, I've been seeing a few points like that on social media. Um, I mean, I know Miami announced the new 25,000-seater stadium this week, so it is a good time to be an Inter-Miami fan. And I, I'm sure Inter-Miami fans will argue that the, uh, how can we put this politely, the, the rubbish, the garbage that they've put up with uh, so <laughs> far in their time in MLS, it's probably worth, uh, this is all worthwhile for them now. But... Um, yeah, I think the problem, the, the thing for me was like the stuff with how are they working this messy deal plus the Buscats plus the Jordi Alba deal into, uh, you know, the, the uh, salary caps and whatever is a different, you know, conversation altogether. I think the thing for me was always Messi coming in. Now, Messi is the, he's, he's the best player there ever has been, you know, arguably, especially, uh, you know, even arguably in this generation, but still one of the best. And, you know, he's 35. He is still one of the best players in the world, in my opinion. He showed that in the World Cup. But he's coming to the league. He's coming to the League's Cup and he's just dominated. He's turned into Miami, into a team that was garbage, into the best team in the league. And I was worried that people would look at, you know, at, at this league already from abroad and look and think, well, it's a bit of a farmer's league to now being like, well, it definitely is a farmer's league because Messi's coming and, and he's, well, you know, running it. Now, I put this question on another podcast I, I produce. I put this question to a, a football club owner here in the UK who lives in America. And he said that it doesn't demean MLS. And MLS aren't actually bothered that Messi's come in and stolen the show because it's bringing uh, you know, attention to the league from abroad, where at the moment it's the Saudi league that's getting the attention. And this is keeping MLS relevant. So I think through hearing that from someone who is in soccer here in the UK, it kind of changed my mind a little bit. I kind of thought, well, it is a good thing. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know about you, Elliot, but seeing some of the League's Cup results, obviously Inter Miami won a few of those matches on penalties. They beat Cincinnati in the US Open on penalties uh, to get to the final. Um, I, he has dominated, but there has been moments where especially the defence has been seen to be, um, you know, not, to the standard that the attack is. So there is still hope for me. 
because as much as I would love to see Messi win in MLS Cup, I would also hate it as well that he's come up halfway through a season and got into Miami from bottom to win in MLS Cup. So there's still hope that that won't happen, although I do think next year it definitely will. I thought, yeah, I thought my answer was long, but you just managed to beat me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I get that the market is fantastic. That you know, it goes without saying. And we obviously we did a podcast when Messi signed, so we've kind of covered this. Um, go and check that out. Um, retrospectively, it might be quite interesting. But um, of course, marketing wise, it's it's incredible. Like that that goes without saying. This this league that we kind of fell in love with uh, all those years ago, and we've seen go through so many you know phases and reinventions. Um, is now just the league on everyone's lips. Like that's fantastic. That goes without saying. But I, th- I, I think, like you say, maybe they don't care. They don't care what it looks like. We've got Messi, and you know it's a marketing dream. Um, but I, I think that's kind of created a bit of a problem within the league because you can't just say, well, it doesn't matter. We've got Messi now, but you've got Messi and you've put him in a team that were really, really, really bad. And it's like upset the balance so much. Like it's, it's crazy. Um, I, I just think I have concerns over how, how they're affording it, how they're allowed to register it. We've seen, you know, uh, illegal rosters, shall we say, be punished fairly recently for Miami, for LA galaxy. Um, how is this different? And, and how do we make it fair so that everyone, you know, who's the next player that we try and get in and and send them to Seattle? Or, you know, how, how do we kind of go from, you know, like, it's great, but now what do we do sort of thing? I think that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. And it's genuinely not, I don't really care about the rivalry. I don't live there. It's not a big thing for me. Orlando were there first. I don't, like, I, I really don't genuinely hand on heart care too much about the Orlando Miami thing I think it's just it's unfair for for everyone not just their local rivals well let us know what you think at MLS UK show we're on Twitter Instagram threads Uh, we're on TikTok as well Uh, let us know whether you agree would you agree with Elliot is it uh, you know are you looking at it now retrospectively Uh, which is easy for me to say um, you know, I'm thinking, well, actually, is this fair on the league? Or are you looking at it like I was and thinking, well, this is uh, damaging for the reputation of the league, but maybe you've changed your mind to see, well, it's only doing good and it's going to bring more eyes to it. Because even even the pass the other day against, uh, you know, Red Bulls, and then I know he, you know, he got it back to him and he scored, but that went viral. I was seeing that in the UK. I woke up on Sunday morning and I was seeing that. Um, so I think those little messy moments, magical moments from Messi, are actually doing the league some good. The eyes are on it, and um, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll await and see whether Messi can uh, get into Miami to MLS Cup. He's already moved them up from bottom spot in the East, and they've replaced uh, been replaced by Toronto FC, who have got a new manager. So let's move on to the second biggest news story uh, of the week. Uh, John Herdman has left his role as Canadian men's national team head coach and moved to Toronto. Um, he said it's a natural step for him. He said he's very excited. Any coach would want this in North America. However, we are just three years away from Canada co-hosting a World Cup. What do you make of this one, Elliot? Do you think this is a right move for him? It's hard, isn't it? But I think 
I think if Canada weren't co-hosting the World Cup, I think it would be a fairly easy one. Um, he's done incredible work with Canada. Look at how look at how um, the perspective on the Canadian national team has changed just in the last couple of years alone. Um, you know, they were they were great to watch in in the um, in the World Cup in November December, um, and they played some really 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 nice football. And I I kind of get why he'd want to try something different. Um, he said, I need a different path now. And I get that. It's a different challenge. You know, he's, he's worked wonders with the national team. But ultimately, let's be honest, there's only so much you can do. Uh, he's, there's a lot of sitting around waiting for the next international break. Um, this is going to be a completely different challenge. He's certainly got the credentials. So um, Toronto need it. They need, to, they need to turn it around big time. Um, bottom of the East. And haven't been good for a few years it's it's time I think this is a good fit I think it's a really good fit they need him and he's up for the challenge well he seems that he is uh he, yeah he has left a role where I mean this guy was the the guy who brought the world cup to Canada you know he did not been in the world cup for many years I think was it 30 40 years so uh, he brought them back to that world stage so he'll always be well uh well remembered and thought of in the Canadian national team. Um, but yeah, obviously he's got to look at it and think, well, is is it the longevity? Is it now a chance for him to go and do some stuff in MLS and uh, and make a name for himself there and make his way over to Europe? Um, you know, he, he may think that that's a better opportunity for him rather than waiting three years, doing something with Canada in the World Cup and then waiting till then. Um, so it's an interesting move. I think it's... If I was Canadian, I'd maybe be a bit alarmed. Perhaps it shows that MLS is bigger than the Canadian national team, which you could argue, should any league be bigger than a national team job? Possibly not. Uh, but he's got a hell of a job on his hands. As I said, the are bottom of the East. There's a lot of infighting. He's got a, really the first job is to get Insigne and uh, Bernadeschi on board because I think they've lost the last 10. They've not won in 13. So it's an absolute mess at the moment. So, I mean... You could argue, couldn't you, that, okay, he's going into a very difficult situation, all the infighting and stuff, but actually it's probably the best time to take the job because, let's face it, we've seen Toronto be bad before. I don't think we've seen it this bad for them. So there's only one way they can go, surely. Well, three wins. (laughs) Three wins, 26 games played. Can he get much worse? No, this is the time. You get someone in. There's still time. You know, there's still time for them to, to turn it around. They're on, what, 19 points? Um, they'd need to go on a serious, serious run to make the playoffs. But it's doable. Um, everyone's talking about Miami doing it. And they've only got 21 points. So, you know, it's it's doable. But, you know, they've they've just lost game after game after game. Um, the MLS website only shows you the last five games. So they've definitely lost all of those. I can see that. Um, and I, I think what a great time to go in and, and try and put your put your mark on a club, knowing full well, really, that next season is your is where you're going to be judged. Yeah, exactly. Uh, according to his Wikipedia as well, he's only five foot five, which I was quite surprised about. Maybe he can talk to Insigne on his level then because he's... Uh, <laughs> He's not the tallest guy as well. Uh, we are doing this, and um, we are speaking before the midweek fixtures, by the way. So I know Toronto are playing Philly tonight before we then play uh, Vancouver after the international break. Uh, so we'll see whether uh, John Herdman's magic can start straight away. 
Uh, I'm sure after a few weeks with him, I mean, that Vancouver game is a big game anyway, but if, if he manages to win that, that'll certainly get a lot of fans on board. Uh, right, let's move on to the next biggest news story, and that is a change at Portland Timbers. Uh, Giovanni, Giovanni Savaresi has, um, has been fired, and it was probably probably about time, wasn't it? He's, he's, he's been there a while. He got them to MLS Cup, but... You know, you can only really judge him off the last 18 months and he's probably not been good enough. No, no, it hasn't. Wasn't good enough last season. Certainly not good enough this season. Uh, they're right down the bottom of the West. I think maybe third from bottom in the West uh, off the top of my head. Um, one one away win all season. Um, it's one more than Toronto, by the way. Uh, and, and, and five wins at home from 12 played. That's that's really really poor when you look at Providence Park. Uh, like that's somewhere where I want to go as a fan. It's somewhere I don't want to go if I'm a player. If I'm an away away team, I don't want to go to Providence Park. Um, but you know they've they've lost four games. They've drawn three um, at Providence Park this season. That that should be a fortress. That should be one of the toughest places to go in MLS. Um, and they've, you know, overall this season, they've won less than quarter of their games. That That's not Portland Timbers level, unfortunately. Um, you know, you can, if it was Colorado, who are also down there struggling, um, if it was Charlotte, who are new-ish, um, uh, you know, twenty less than 25% win rate, you sort of think, okay, not for Portland, I'm afraid. Um, and there's only so much your past success can... Uh, spare you unfortunately so uh yeah time to move on and i think again right time of the season yeah i mean you you think about portland just missing out on mls cup when they lost to nycfc on penalties and they they should have really kicked on from there in my opinion that was a great springboard for them it just never happened missing out on the playoffs last year by a point i think in the end and then this year it's i think it's just been inconsistency for them um, you know, they've they've had odd moments. He had a few moments at the start of the season, but since then it's just been inconsistent. Um, you know, I, I felt that, okay, they've not been doing great in MLS, but I felt League's Cup could have been something to freshen things up. They could have had a bit of a run there, and I know it ended up being the messy show, but it was a messy show for Portland in the end because they didn't do very well in it, especially against the, uh, you know, losing to the, the Mexican team. So, um, so, yeah, it's probably the right time. They, they can now get someone in who, uh, you know, is kind of, again, got a free hit. They're only six points off playoffs, but realistically, are they going to make the playoffs? Possibly not. So to get someone in now, get used to the team, get their ideas, uh, you know, in there and and make some changes over the close season and maybe they can come back and attack next year because this is it with MLS. We've seen it so many times that teams can have that poor season or a poor few seasons and just come out of nowhere and really dominate. So, uh, Portland are probably in that sort of group of teams. You're thinking of the New England revolutions of this world as well, who have had disappointing few years after success, and now they, they're doing well again. Um, you definitely put them in that bracket. So uh, Portland, yeah, probably the, the right time, like you said. But it's it's a shame, but they will move on, and hopefully they can uh, go back to bringing Providence Park as a, uh, as a bit of a fortress and... Uh, you know, and teams worry about going there and don't expect anything. Um, right, we're going to move on to our last topic uh, of conversation, the last thing that has happened this week in MLS, and it's uh, New England Revolution have once again sold a goalkeeper to a Premier League team. Petrovic has gone to Chelsea for a rumoured uh, $17 million. 
Um, uh, Matt Turner was obviously the last one, and he's then moved on from Arsenal to Nottingham Forest, where he is actually now playing in the Premier League. Um, what do you think about this move to Chelsea for him? Is it the right move? History says no. Zach Steffen, Matt Turner. Um, I, I think as well, we've just been talking about how Messi's taken this league to new levels. I, I think there's so many eyes on the league. I don't, I don't feel like there's a need to, to do that jump uh, too quick that we keep talking about over the last couple of years, how young players suddenly move before you even kind of get to even before we kind of get to to know them and and learn um learn to love them uh for me this is yeah you're not you're not gonna start you're not gonna play matt turner's found that zach steffens um found out the hard way i think especially mid-season i think like you're in a great position with with new england revolution in mls i think it's a shame um i understand the interest um yeah, save save percentage is is at eighty percent. It's it's huge. Um, Ninety nine saves from one hundred and twenty six shots. It, it, clearly, clearly a huge talent. I just think this is the point where we can say, look, unless you are like even Zellerayan, like I understand that move is different, but even those types of players, I think, should be staying in MLS at this point. It's on the world stage now. It's up there. Um, the only reason you would move, I think, right now, is is for money, and that's the wrong move. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I get what you're saying, and I, I do agree with it. I think the eyes are on MLS. I think uh, he can really make himself. He, he, you know, New England Revolution could easily win MLS Cup, so he could be there and he could uh, he could achieve something and then go uh, in January. That could happen, but. I think for him, yeah, history says that going to a top six Premier League club, he's not going to get games. And I don't think he's going to get games. But you look at Chelsea at the moment, it just seems to be a bit of a circus. Uh, you know, they let Kepa go, they let Mendy go. So I think they've got Sanchez in goal at the moment. So there's perhaps an opportunity there for him to, um, you know, get a game. If Sanchez starts uh, struggling, then there's the opportunity there. But again, the Premier League... The amount of pressure that the goalkeeper's on is insane. It's a lot more than MLS. So for a young guy as well, he may go in and be a, a world star and have no fear at all. But if you make that one mistake, suddenly they're all eyes are on you and uh, you, you can become a bit of a joke. You've seen what's happened with Harry Maguire. I know he's not a goalkeeper, but he makes a few mistakes. He becomes a joke. So that could happen to him as well. Um, so it's an, it's an interesting move. It doesn't surprise me, but... We'll have to wait and see that. But, um, you know, I think for New England Revolution, they lost the game, the first game without him. How do you think this will affect them? Because they are third, they're doing very well, uh, kind of going under the radar with all the messy stuff going on. Um, do you think this could could bring them back down to earth a bit? Could you think this, will, this now moves them to not being amongst one of the favourites for MLS Cup? I think it. I think it certainly has a massive impact. Um, looking ahead uh, to their game, they they play uh, New York Red Bulls tonight as we record this, uh, and then Austin at the weekend. Um, and their club website is reporting that uh, Earl Edwards Jr. is going to be the goalkeeper that uh, everyone's got their eyes on. And I know him well from his time at Orlando, and. He is a really, really lovely guy and he's not 
going to win them MLS Cup, unfortunately. Um, so I, <laughs> I think I think it's definitely a huge. It makes a huge difference. Um, there's certain clubs in MLS who have game-changing goalkeepers looking down the the table even just in the East Philadelphia Union Orlando City you know there's they are severely weakened without their goalkeepers their goalkeepers are one of the their best players um so for me I, I certainly class New England in that um in that bracket and they're going to be they're going to be weakened without him and you could argue they've got the cash to replace him um but what that looks like right now, mid-season, I'm unsure. Well, again, let us know what you think. A New England Revolution uh, going to regret selling their goalkeeper. Was it inevitable? Can you keep a goalkeeper or can you keep any player in MLS uh, from the law of the Premier League? Let us know at MLS UK Show on all the socials. Uh, right, that's it from us this week. Just a note before we go, a uh, massive shout out to Soccer90.com. Uh, they, of course, sponsor the MLS UK show. And if you head to their website where all the European new jerseys are on there for the big, you know, the big teams, the big Premier League teams, Bundesliga, get a Bayern Munich shirt. Harry Kane's gone there now. Uh, go and get a PSG shirt where Messi used to be. Or, uh, you know, some of the Italian clubs, the Spanish clubs as well. They're all on there. Plus your MLS gear as well. Go to Soccer90.com and at the checkout, if you use the code MLSUK, it gets you 20% off. Also, uh, if you're listening on your podcast provider, please leave a rating. If you've enjoyed the podcast, if you like us being back um, from Elliot's paternity leave, if we can call it that from the podcast, uh, then please leave a rating on your podcast provider. But there's one rule and one rule only. Oh, is that still stand? All oh, right, okay. Five stars only, LA Galaxy style. And uh, despite the signing of Billy Sharp, I think it will remain five <laughs> stars LA Galaxy style into next year as well. Um, also, we are oh, well. We got we're trying to get ourselves in the nominations for the Football Content Awards. You may remember the last two years, or well, actually not last year, because they got rid of our uh, best podcast international category. So two years ago and three years ago. Uh, we won bronze and then silver, or silver and then bronze. I can't remember where, which way it went, but we didn't win gold anyway in that category. So we are looking for your help. If you go to footballcontentawards.com forward slash vaulting, go down to the uh, best podcast international section, type in MLS UK show and give us a vote on there. Hopefully we'll be in the nominations. This year's awards are being held at Anfield, Um which is uh, is probably helpful for me and you, Elliot. The fact that we will have uh, chill, you you know, I'll have a child as well at that point. So it's not as far as having to go to London like we did a few years ago. Um, so that would be very nice. So we'd really appreciate that. So that's footballcontentawards.com forward slash voting. Go to Best Podcast International and type in MLS UK Show. Uh, right, Elliot. Before we go, are you glad you're back? Are you glad you're back watching MLS after your brief? uh you know your brief stoppage yeah yeah it's great to be chatting mls again great to be watching it again um i shall be staying up tonight because there's some really interesting games tonight um including new england revolution who we just talked about um haven't lost at home yet take away their goalkeeper what's gonna happen um it's good to be back and um i look forward to being back for a few weeks before we then take another enforced break yeah, which would be my bad. But until then, 
We will be back. We'll be back next week with another episode of the MLS UK show uh, where I've been Henry Hewitt. And I am still Elliot Holman. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.